everybody to suck it i am the great and powerful king of kings prince of all that is awesome derek how the fuck is everybody tonight on this march 12th of the whole year that has been 2021 oh the end of the week is upon us ladies and gentlemen it is here friday is here thank god it's friday and, you know, we've been on a music kick as of late because there's been a shit ton of new releases coming out. And, you know, so we've got to spotlight them because that's what we do best on this show is spotlight new artists. Um, we spotlight indie artists. We spotlight new albums and everything else in between as well as the mental health stuff. So, you know what? Music is on the horizon. It's getting to be spring. Lots of new releases coming up. Hopefully, you know... Tours will start back up again, you know, hopefully in the summer, you know, optimistically, but we'll see. And all this new music you guys can see live. But until then, that's what Spotify and Apple and Amazon is for and YouTube, which is no different than tonight. Tonight, I have a gentleman on with me by the name of David Odestat, um, and he is the lead singer, writer, creator of the band Workday release, and they just came out with a new um, single last week, and the album, excuse me, the video dropped today. Say a lot with light, available right now on YouTube, and I'm gonna go ahead and play a little snippet of that right now, and then we'll get right to David. So without any further ado, here's a small, small, very small piece of the video. Hey. And you will see the difference And I'll prefer your eyes Cause I've been holding back this secret And I won't speak it I've been holding back the words until What is going on, man? What's up? How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. How how's life treating you? It's pretty good. I'm I'm busy. I'm I'm in the thick of preparing all this content for the new record. So, you know, I'm going back and forth between video content, graphic design, and all that kind of stuff every night. Uh, but thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Hey, dude, it's my pleasure. Um, like we were just talking about before, um, we went live. Is you know, this is what I love to do. I mean. You know, my, my show centrally is a mental health theme show. Yeah. Um, that's where the name of the show comes from. And, I'll, and you asked about it earlier, and I told you I would tell you. So the name of the show comes from being that I'm a bipolar guy who grew up in the 90s, you know, and mental health wasn't really accepted then. As much as it's accepted now, it's still very much not accepted. But mm. at that time, it was completely just disregarded. And I was always told as a kid, oh, you're depressed, suck it up. Mm. 
So my response to them was always, suck it. You don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> so it. Suck It Podcast is born out of that. And yeah. it's basically, you know, for anyone that suffers from mental health, anyone that ever told you to suck it up in life, you tell mm. them to suck it. You tell the world to suck it. And that's what this show is about. That's great. I love it. But you By know what? Way, sorry, I'm looking over here. I'm looking at you just so you know. That's fine. <laughs> People are like, he looks away every time, every time Derek starts talking. No, that's fine because my camera's over here. Yeah. But then my computer's down here, so it looks like I'm, you know, so I'm looking at the computer. So yeah, gotta be used to it by now, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most people, of... yeah, most people are, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that, I mean, but at the same time, you know, we the the main way I love to talk about mental health is through music and entertainment and comedy and everything else in between. So I don't like to put the negative spin on things unless yeah. unless I'm bringing on like an author or a mental health survivor or stuff like that because I really want to hammer that point home. But when mm. I do these episodes, which is about 75% of the time, I just love talking music because music's my background. Music's my absolute love, passion. I cannot go 20 minutes without listening to some type of music. <laughs> um, it's just one of those things in my life. I mean, I started my entertainment career as a touring guitarist for a couple different bands. Cool. And um, I got out of that in my mid-20s and did some other things. But music has always been my my lifeblood and doing this right now is the way i get to stay inside the music industry and having a good you know great fucking time at doing it so i'm glad to have you on with me tonight and you know because as we kind of discussed earlier um my my base you know is usually metal guys punk guys yeah, yeah. and um Having you on is a little bit of a what we said a palate cleanser. Yeah, because you are not metal, or you know, you're you're definitely like I would say. I don't, what do you classify yourself as? Because I would say it's like adult contemporary rock. I mean, I think that's what I am. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I I like to say like I always enjoy using the term cinematic singer songwriter music because I think my biggest influencers are like movie composers. Um, and when I think about music that impacted me the most, it was like John Williams scores, you know, in movies. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there, that's why I feel like I try and add a lot of atmosphere to, to my music because that's something that I really, really enjoy. Um, so yeah, yeah. singer-songwriter is probably the core, right? But yeah. yeah. But I mean, I noticed that in watching the video today, mm -hmm. um, it really was cinematic. It wasn't just, <laughs> and that's what I love about creativity and music, you know, yeah. because you can take your whole band and go inside of a warehouse and shoot on four different cameras and do some yeah. funny stuff right. and just call it a video. Right. But then at the same time, you can also, you know, make it an actual movie that mm -hmm. speaks to you. Right. You know, I remember, you know, back in daily, you know, I had like thriller and, you know, all the different stuff that Michael Jackson did. He always made it cinematic. Yeah. But then we kind of got out of that once MTV kind of died. Right. But yeah. now YouTube is like the, the place to go and Vimeo for these, you know, music videos. But and, and a lot of people are bringing it back. But a lot of people just kind of still do it. The, you know, let's just put the whole band together and just call it a music video. That's not a music video. Yeah. It's, or it's and a recording like session. The, yeah, totally. And you have the other side of like pop stars are really just doing stuff in front of like green screens. Like the, the, there's just so much computer animated things in uh unless it's you know like a big mansion or something like that but i do miss i do miss that element of music videos like you were talking about in mtv when it was just only music videos playing all day long yeah i miss like that indie like because it's a specific thing like an indie cinematic feel right where it feels yeah. kind of 
homemade to a degree and accessible, but there's still like a cinematic element to it. Um, and that was something that was like really important to me. Obviously, you're, you're trying to work within like time constraints of we only have a day to do this. We only have so much money to do this. You know, we, yeah. so you, you got to come up with like a high high quality concept on a budget and then do it in like five hours and it's a it's a fun challenge that's for sure you know yeah i remember back in the heyday of you know mtv so mid 90s late 90s um one of my favorite music videos of all time still to this day was um by corn and it was freak on a leash okay so if you've never seen this video i, I highly suggest googling it because um, or looking it up because it still holds up to this day. I mean, it basically they're they're doing the whole band thing, but at the same time, the video follows this bullet, and uh -huh. it's just completely crashing through things. And you see, just it has great CGI, yeah, great everything. And it was for ninety seven, ninety eight, whatever year it was. I can't remember. I mean, you're just like looking at it, going, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" <laughs> um, and for a music video of all things, too, it just kind of really blew yeah. my mind. Yeah. So I highly suggest checking that out. But yeah, that that whole idea behind the cinematic, you know, movie mm -hmm. trapped in that music video is is I, I feel that's missing these days. But I'm glad that you're doing it and to seeing a lot of other bands doing it, too. It's really nice. Yeah, I mean, that was one, one of the things I've been doing leading up to doing we're doing three videos for for this record. And so leading up to it, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of smaller indie artists and what they were doing. And I was pretty amazed at how minimalistic they were keeping it, but they were challenging themselves, obviously, to come up with concepts that were a little bit more unique because the budget constraints on visuals. Right. So that was that was like really exciting, like thinking about that and coming up with concepts where it's like, OK, how do we visually represent the lyrics of these songs in a unique way that can kind of like sustain the concept and, and hopefully keep the uh, viewer's attention? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it, it kept my attention. Um, okay. And again, that's coming from the metal guy, the, the, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, but I like, again, I like the cinematic thing because it allowed me to be visually appealed, you know, and mm -hmm. have my, my, my eyes, you know, entrapped in what's going on. But then at the same time, obviously I'm going to listen. And yeah. it, cause I mean, if I'm listening to a music video for, or watching a music video for the first time and the music video isn't all that great, then mm -hmm. I can just go and listen to it on Amazon music while I'm cleaning right. the house. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that's not what I like to do. If I'm going to, especially, you know, because the music video just got released today, you know, yeah. I could have had you on last week when the 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 single first dropped. But it's like, right. you know, no, let's wait for the music video because we actually yeah. have something to talk about. Um, right. And I'm glad that we did because, you know, I'm glad Mike waited till this week. But um, this was it was fantastic. And it, it was a great introduction to your music for me. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, we, we talked about, uh, I've been on calls with a label and all the calls are about like video content and we were laughing because it's like, remember when we were in the music business? <laughs> but now it's like, it's all about video content and creating as much content as you can around the songs, which is cool because I mean, it has been that way for a while, but now more so than ever, all these apps and things that we're on, we're engaging with music visually. And so, and I really like too, because you know, once you've heard that song, maybe a couple times without the video, you have your own visuals in your head, but then you see it with the video and then you can't hear the song without thinking about those images, which I find really fascinating. Even the music videos that I watch of artists I like listening to, when I go back and listen to that song just by itself, I always see the music video in my head, which is just like an added uh, you know, level of experience uh, for that piece of art, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you on that. Cause again, 
you know, music is is life. Music is the one thing in this world that, in my opinion, you know, is knows no cultural bounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can go to one of the heaviest of metal shows and see every walk of life um, at this place, all religion, all, you know, Mm -hmm. colors, all cultures, all everything at, you know, music festivals. And then same goes for all, you know, I've been to country concerts, even though I don't like to admit that. And I saw the same (laughs) things, you know, I've seen the same things because music is universe as a universal language. Right. You know, I mean, look at, I mean, I don't know if you're, you know, how deep into, you know, that scene you are, but like back in the late nineties, I think it was, I can't remember the exact time, but Metallica went over to the Soviet union. Okay. Yeah. And, um, they played, you know, back in Soviet Russia, you know, to a a fucking ridiculous amount of people. And they all spoke Russian, but yet they were yeah. singing back yeah. English lyrics to people, right. you know, yeah. to the the band. And it was over a hundred thousand people were at this this show just for Metallica. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where, it, it, again, it's it's amazing to me. Or like I'll watch videos of concerts in Germany, of American band in Germany, and these Germans are singing back in English. You know, yeah. again, it's yeah. it doesn't matter. Music is a universal language, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, I, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about how, you know, acknowledging that we live in a really extremely polarized time. And and I was I was saying, you know, personally, I feel like we don't really even possess the communication uh, knowledge or know-how or whatever to talk about these issues. Like we're, we're not great at it. We, we don't have like a background in, in education in elementary school coming up as kids being taught how to communicate our feelings and thinking and nuance and all that kind of stuff. And so like songwriting for me personally is a space where I feel like I can do that still. You know, it's like, we can't really have these conversations about politics or religion or uh, even trauma or like mental illness, you know, but music and art is this place where that can happen. Um, and people let down their defenses a little bit and they're, they're open to being uh, both encouraged and challenged, which is, which I find really, really fascinating, you know? So that's why, that's why I think I'm so drawn to, drawn to songwriting. It feels like the ultimate communication tool for stuff that I think you know, uh, people don't want to talk about. <laughs> it really is. Um, Cause I mean, especially over the last 10, 15 years, you know, you know, music has become, you know, I mean, obviously it was always politically charged. I mean, going mm-hmm. back to, you know, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. but at the same time, um, it's become more so than ever. You know, yeah. talking about the issues and bringing a- attention to the issues. I mean, especially on the mental health front. I mean, right. there's so many anti-suicide songs and, you know, I'm going through this depression stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, a- as much as it, it sucks to, you know, to say this, but like, you know, when, um, shit, what's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name. Um, Demi Lovato. Okay. Yes. When mm-hmm. she went through all of her stuff, yeah, it was a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. for the for her, but at the same time, it was a blessing for people like me, yeah, because it allowed. Yes, she had she went through a whole hell of a lot, right? But when she came out of it, she had that you know skyscraper song and all this other stuff that she did, and now she's a you know a spokesperson for Talkspace and all this other stuff. 
um, it really opened a lot of doors, mm -hmm. you know, for people to be able to do that kind of stuff. But then you also on the other front, you have like bands like Rage Against the Machine and you have System of a Down and all these other bands that do the political side of things. So, right. you know, those those doors were opened by, you know, Jimmy and, you know, the Beatles back in the 50s and 60s. But, right. you know, now it's it's becoming more predominant, especially in the climate that we're in, you know, over the last 12 months. Black Lives Matter, you know, suicide rates higher than ever, you know, mm -hmm. divorce rates higher than ever, mm -hmm. um, though the virus, obviously, number one. But on top of all of that, our leaders are sitting in the government, sitting there saying, I don't give a shit about all that stuff. I just want to win my seat last year. Mm -hmm. That was the whole the whole thing. And, you know, that all went to the wayside as far as, you know, people's views on it. And but musicians and actors and actresses and comedians, those were the ones that were keeping the issues alive because because yeah. the, the, the politicians were all trying to squash it. But yeah, and they're constantly be telling, to, being told to shut up by people like like politicians. It's like, this is your job, you know, like, but it's always been art that's led the way, you know, yeah. which is, uh, it's just the reality of it. But, but yeah. within the last, you know, it's always led the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in the last 13 months, 12 months, it's become very apparent that that is yeah. how it is right I, I think that window is wide open now we realize people are like oh yeah yeah we've been listening to it this whole time but we didn't realize mm -hmm. that the biggest source of influence and the biggest source of you know content within that industry is is music and everything else like that it's just yeah. amazing yeah absolutely i agree you know, and I'm glad that people are out there, you know, making those changes and making those stands because it's it's a positive thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because it starts with acknowledging it. And that's what that's what's happening, which is great. Like I, you're seeing that more than ever be the focus of our conversations. Right. Like how we're feeling um, because it's a reaction against the other side, which is being told to shut up about how you're feeling, you know, like don't express that. Uh, it's, it's better if you just push it down. And then we've seen what happens when you do that, when you ignore those things, it, it doesn't go away. You have to deal with it. And there's yeah. always consequences for ignoring those things. So um, yeah, it's, I, I see people like pushing back against the, the conversation or against, um, you know, whatever people expressing their feelings and, um, but yeah, we have to acknowledge that it's like this, it's messy. Like, it's just going to be messy. Like, because, because for so long we've ignored all these things and now we're starting to acknowledge it. Um, and it's not going to happen in this like clean, perfect way. Right. We, we need to just open the floodgates and, and have people dealing and, and with these kinds of things and acknowledging these kinds of things. And of course, like young kids uh, and, you know, I, it doesn't have to be age specific because anybody can deal with these things, but people need people like artists and songwriters and movie, you know, filmmakers who are able to express these things and validate, you know, pe the consumers validate people who are struggling with these that don't have an outlet for this kind of expression. Uh, and that's, that's something that I see too with songwriting is when I, when I go through something and I'm able to articulate that through a song or express it, it's like you leave a piece of um, a piece of like hope, or, uh, you know, overcoming redemption behind for somebody else to come along and say, that's exactly how I feel. 
You know, I didn't, I didn't really know how to think about it, but that's exactly how I feel. And you're hoping that it's going to be like this piece that somebody else can grab onto to move forward also, right? If that's how I've felt, it's like, I've been able to move forward. Um, and here's like this piece of my story. Uh, and so that's like, that's something I've included in my, in my bios everywhere, hoping that people will reach out to me because my favorite, one of my favorite parts about the workday release is everything that doesn't happen publicly. It's all these messages that I get sent with people offering up very intimate details about their lives because they heard a song I wrote six years ago and they're like, Hey man, like, you know, I was going through this thing and I listened to your song and it made me feel better during that time. And it feels like a responsibility to then connect to a responsibility. I enjoy to then connect with that person and say, so sorry, that's so hard, you know, cause most people are what you're saying. They're going to be like, suck it up and get over it. Um, so it, that's one of my favorite parts about this is all those messages that I get to be a part of and friendships that I've made because of songwriting. It's, it's such a unifier like you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, like in my personal experiences, like I had a suicide attempt back in 2018 and um, if it wasn't for, cause I was driving in my car and my, my goal was to drive off a cliff. Mm. Um, if it wasn't for a, a, a certain song that came on the radio, uh. just as I was, pressing that gas pedal yeah you know i wouldn't be here wow. so it's like you know music is exactly what you just said you know being able to connect with that singer songwriter or that band or that group or whatever on a personal level and in your mind being able to translate it to your own personal you know issues that you're having yeah. right. and being able to use that you know as a as a mediator to help you you know better yourself Right. You know, if it wasn't for the band Bad Flower and that song Ghost. I was going to say, what was the song? <laughs> so it's a song. It's a, the band's Bad Flower, and the name of the cool. song is called Ghost. Um, it's an anti-suicide song. It's about the lead singer Josh and his suicide attempts. Wow. Um, and uh, that just came on the radio at the right moment. Mm. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's now it's like, that right there is my personal goal for this year is to get him on the show and talk to him, mm, um, which is so much so close. But I won't go. <laughs> I won't. I won't go into that right now because that's not why we're here. Um, but um, no, you're you're 100 right. You know, being able to connect with your audience on that level is is something that you just. It, it, I can't even put it into words. It mm. is a. it's a euphoric rush of, you know, empathy, um, yeah. you know, happiness. It's a, it's a combination of like every feeling in the world. Right. Like, you know, I got an email the other day, um, about, um, a show that I did a, a couple weeks back with a, a suicide survivor. And, um, you know, they said that show, you know, helped him talk him off the ledge and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And it was just like, yes, you know, I, I've had a, quite a few of those and it's, they never, seem to they always seem to hit the same yeah you know what i'm saying it, it's like I, it never gets old yeah I, i've probably gotten over 100 emails in the last year that i've been doing this show about people that i've talked you know off the ledge of suicide and, and on top of other emails about you know you finally convinced me to get help you finally convinced me to do this or mm -hmm. whatever the case might be but the suicide ones are the ones that kind of make me go damn i'm really making an impact yeah. so you know to to do that on the music front yeah I, i'm sure is even you know better I, I, it's probably the same, right? I mean, we have different mediums or whatever you would say, but those, those interactions are so valuable. And I think 
Um, you know, I was, I was having a conversation on another interview yesterday, and we were talking about uh, uh, quantifying success, you know, when it comes to your career, uh, when it comes to these kinds of things. And I've been, I've had the work there at least for 12 years now, a, a really long time. Um, and I, and I kind of refer to it as my quiet cul-de-sac of the internet. Like it's this place, you know, where I, where I kind of do my thing, um, and have really enjoyed it. But I, but I said like the reason why I'm so satisfied now, especially, uh, has nothing to do with numbers or goals because, you know, cause I've, I've been doing it. Like I've been, I've learned to really put my value in those conversations and the people that are listening um, and it just changed the way that I started experiencing songwriting in my career in music because it was no longer about likes or follows or those kinds of things. It was literally just about, you know, am I going to get a direct message today and what am I going to do with that? Because you can just be like, that's great or, or ignore it um, or, you know, quietly say something to yourself. But th those are really powerful moments. And, and I see them as an opportunity when people when people are honestly brave enough, that's, that's what it feels like when they're brave enough to reach out to me and say, this is something I was going through and your song helped me. Uh, I don't think they expect the artist to respond. Right. It's like, but that's like a really powerful yeah. moment to be able to do that. And I take it really seriously. I'm, I'm, I really value those relationships and um, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing 12 years and it feels honestly like it's just getting started. Every day feels like it's just getting started, which is awesome. It's an amazing feeling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, every time I sit down in my chair, you know, and load up Zoom and, mm -hmm. you know, get ready to do the show, regardless of how many times I've done it now, 185 times, 184 times, whatever it is, more than that. But um, some of the episodes don't count. But, you know, it, it's because <laughs> uh, because um, we had when I first started the show, uh, we had done like 30 episodes under a different name. Okay. And then it re-rebranded it to this in May of mm -hmm. last year. So okay. I've done 185 of, of Suck It, and then on top of that, an additional 30 from the other show. So it. It, we've had over 200 episodes, but I'm only counting these. Right. Um, but either way, you know, it, it feels like the first time every time. Yeah. You know, amazing. it really does. And, I, you know, I still get those same butterflies, you know, regardless of – Oh, you know, is this a huge superstar or is this just an indie guy? You know, yeah, or yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter because yeah. it's the whole reason why I do this show is to be a megaphone yeah. for the issues, or to be a megaphone for a story, be a megaphone for the funny, whatever, whatever it is. The show I use it as a megaphone to tell a story, mm -hmm. and I could give a shit about likes or you know anything else like that. Yes, I can sit here and say, oh yeah. Nine million downloads in less than you know in a little over a year. Fantastic, yeah. right? But I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I, I care about those hundred emails that I got about the suicide attempts. Yeah, that's what matters. Like mm -hmm. just like what you just said, that's yeah. what matters. You know, I get so <laughs> a couple weeks back, um, I did an episode in a way that I've never done an episode before. I actually brought somebody on that I don't agree with their opinion, mm. and I did it just to be a little bit different, you know, hoping that I was going to spark some controversy, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> I did it with the whole intention. I mean, the whole idea of this episode goes against everything I've ever done. Yeah. Cause it was, it was intentionally to, to try to piss people off. It was yeah. intentionally done to, you know, start an argument and start a controversy. Mm -hmm. And now the, the hate that I'm getting from his followers, mm. you know, they think that they're getting to me and it's like, yeah. 
you're not while I'm why I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I I did this as, as a game because I thought it was gonna be funny, and it is funny. <laughs> but you know the the other people that download my episodes and actually I help. That's what I matter. But like, yeah, you're 100 percent right. It's it's it's, a, it's hilarious to me that some people think that oh I'm gonna downvote this and this he's gonna care or I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and leave a nasty comment and that's gonna make it make him happy make him mad. Yeah. No, I just laugh at you. Yeah, I mean, the best, yeah, it's like in all those situations, because I'm, I have a no reply. I'm not, I mean, I'm not on Facebook, but I have a no reply policy to those kinds of things because the, the best thing that you can do to someone, uh, you know, you can do in response to negativity is just kind of let it sit out in the air because that's what like crazy people they want they're just trying to get you to respond you know so it's like the best thing you can do is just let them speak their craziness out in the air and just let them sit with it <laughs> and like oh. and don't just don't validate it don't respond to See, it i have the opposite <laughs> well you know people are different i, I respond in the most <laughs> sarcastic you know way possible and, and just make them realize that what they said means absolutely nothing to me um so the i'm not gonna go into you know because i'm not gonna i'm i'm really done you know spouting their bullshit but um yeah. the uh one of them was like you know if you don't believe this that you're just you know indoctrinated into your own you know your own beliefs so just continue reading your own script of right. you know cognitive dissonance and blah 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 and I'm like, and my response to them was a script. Is it a, for a movie? Am I the lead? <laughs> you know, and just kind of went with that for like a, yeah. a full paragraph of, oh my God, I can't believe somebody's offered me a movie role. <laughs> and the guy just came back with like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, Dude, come on. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. So. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's what I, and that's what I love to do because, yeah. you know, because now with, along with this show and, you know, prior to the show starting, you know, one of the main reasons why, other than, you know, talking about the issues as far as like mental health and stuff like that goes, one of the other reasons why I started doing this show is because um, I was trying to help my, my stand-up comedy career because I started oh. doing stand-up a few years back and trying That's to, awesome. you know, broaden my horizons. And I figured, yeah. you know, also with the, you know, the pandemic and everything, I'm like, okay, you know, I can start building my audience. Therefore, if I do go out on tour, I start have a little bit of an out, audience outside of where yeah. I'm from. So, you know, so everything I do, you know, as far as like replying to trolls and everything like that is all for fun because <laughs> I, I just enjoy laughing. Uh, this is my brand of comedy. It really is. And everything I did around that topic um, has just made so many people angry, but so many people happy too. And it's like, thank you guys. Uh, the happy ones is what I like to see. Right. Pay attention to the positive. Cause I've seen people like actually arguing back and forth and I'm not even involved in this argument, but yeah. like people are arguing back and forth in my comments and I'm like, okay, great. Thanks for helping my algorithm. Every comment you leave just helps me, you know, whatever. You're furthering uh, the engagement. Yeah. Oh, this guy called me an asshole. Cool. Yeah. But it counts as a comment. It <laughs> counts as a comment. That's, it's like whatever. Um, yeah. It's just, I, you know, it, it's fun to me to do that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, this is why I do this. Yeah. You know, because, again, getting to connect with different people from mm -hmm. all walks of life, you know, right. you know, different stages of their music career or different stages of their comedy career or their being an author or whatever the case might be or even a life coach. You know, I've talked to a bunch of those as well. Mm. Um 
being able to connect with different people on a personal level outside of what we do for a living is really, really intriguing. And that's why I do this show the way I do it as an open forum, because, yeah, you know, I can say, let's go ahead and talk about the music for a half an hour. We'll play a little snippet of it and say, okay, everything's down in the the description below. Have a nice night. And then people are like, okay, well, his music's great, but who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And, And that's what I like to do is, you know, profile yeah who they are and not interview them or anything no i don't interview i never interviewed um it's a profile and it's yeah. a conversation it's great. a genuine conversation that's great yeah because we've all we've all been asked as as artists like we've all been asked those basic five questions a million times so who are your who are your influences <laughs> yeah who are your greatest how, influences? how did you get into music <laughs> I think I filled out one of those questions today. The first, the first time you heard your song on the radio, what went through your head? <laughs> yeah, I enjoy I enjoy this format a lot more. You know, I could see how it stresses people. It could stress some people out because they don't know what to expect. Sometimes there's a nice safety net of like, oh, I know they're going to ask me those questions, but I, I, you know, got to live dangerously. Oh I like yeah, because I, I can go some crazy places too. <laughs> so. You know, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're good. We're, we'll be fine with this. Um, and plus, you know, within the first 10 or 15 minutes of talking that we're talking about the music, I can kind of get an idea of who you are. And I kind of yeah. know where to take the direction of the, the interview. So, right. you know, and, and that's what I again, that's what I like to do is just really kind of get a sense of who you are and talk about that. Totally. I love it. So, um, you know. This one has been a question I've asked a lot of people, and I know a lot of other people are asking this as well. So this is the standard question. But um, with everything that's happened over the last year, Mm -hmm. you know, there's been a lot of artists that have decided, no, I'm not putting out new music until I can tour. Mm. Why did you decide to put out stuff now? Yeah, well, I I have never – I've never – I haven't – I've stopped touring, man, back in 2013 – so long ago uh it was pretty exhausting i wasn't i wasn't doing it in any kind of way that was really justifying the financial side of it um and the workday release kind of turned into what i called like a songwriting project so if you look at my bio it says like it's not a band name like that's i don't wear it i'm not the workday i mean it's only me right it's like there's not a band i'm not the workday release when i when i do play shows i'm not like hey everybody i'm the workday release uh i started looking at it as like a like a space like the workday release is this space where i go to to contemplate you know, where I'm at, where I want to go, things that I'm thinking about. Uh, sometimes it's literally just a challenge for myself. Like I did a, I did a record uh, called Songs from a Sketchbook and I did part one and part two. And part two, I, I wrote short stories first. So I, lyrically, I, most of my lyrics are written from personal experience. It's about what I'm going through. But for Songs from a Sketchbook part two, I wrote short stories around a common theme of isolation. So the first one was a cowboy or sorry, he was an outlaw in the wild west, you know, who is like, had gotten away with all his crimes he had committed, goes through a small town, falls in love with this woman, feels that he's not worthy of her love because he has committed these crimes. And so he banishes himself to a, a life of wandering that he, because he feels like that's justice being served because the law never came after him. So I like write a short paragraph about what this story could be about. And then I adapt it to a song that I try and make specific enough to the point 
that if you read that story, you would understand that that's what the song is about, but general enough that you could kind of read your own life experience into it. And then there was another one about like an astronaut who was, who had been in space for a year and was about to come home. And so like, what was he going through? There was a song about an invisible boy who was in love with a girl who couldn't see him. And so he like writes a song like to her, tried to like win her over. And uh, so like the Workday release has been many different things. And I started, I started moving away from this idea of, you know, because I didn't think that social media was honestly great for my own mental, you know, state. I didn't like what it did to me. I didn't like that I became so focused on likes and follows. And so I just said, you know what, I'm not going to worry about touring. I'm not going to worry about social media. I'm just going to write and release music. And that was coming off the off the backside of doing a record that had a pretty big budget attached to it and it didn't do well. And so then I went to my friend who is a bedroom producer and I was like, hey, how much would you charge me if I came over and just did like two or three takes of acoustic, two or three takes of vocal, and we just kind of put it together in an hour and then I released it the next day. And he was like 50 bucks. And I was like, okay. So I wrote some songs and I did a whole 10 song record for $500. And I set this challenge for myself of writing, releasing one song a week for 10 weeks. And that was when I was going through to come into, you know, my own experience with mental health. It was when I was going through like the darkest time in my life. You know, I was 25, 26, and I just couldn't see outside of you know, the dark, I was so heavily depressed and didn't know how to deal with it. And so I kind of, I kind of what I what I think is I like wrote myself out of that, it was almost like journaling every week. And, uh, and I remember the day that I woke up and I didn't feel the way that I did, you know, the, for the past couple of weeks, and months, really, because they came on the end of those that time. Um, and I wrote this song called Sunlight. And that song for me, uh, you know, like, I don't have a song that I listen to that encapsulates that time. But I wrote this song called Sunlight, that is actually on the new record as well, because it's so important to me. Um, but it was it was that feeling I got out of bed one day, and I was like, I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. And I want to write about what it's like to feel redeemed, or, you know, that kind of experience. And I wrote that song 20 or 30 minutes and I can't play it live without crying. Like every time I just tell the audience, I'm going to play this song. It's going to be terrible because I can never get through it without being emotional because it, it's still, when I play it, any, I've played that song hundreds of times. Every time I play it, I'm, you know, taken back to that feeling. Um, but yeah, so that's what the workday release is for me. It's a space for me to think and process. And it was really freeing to start thinking about it that way rather than, I'm a band and I have to do these things and I got to be on social media and I got to, you know, be checking all these boxes because I'm in pop and that's what you got to do when you're in pop. Um, and the more I started thinking about it, like I said earlier, the more I started thinking about it as a space for me to go to, to write and release music consistently, to put it out and then to connect with people who see pieces of their own stories reflected in the songs. I, I was that it's been three or four years now where really that's been my definition of it. And I've felt, so differently about the project since then. Um, and so, yeah, I, I wasn't a touring artist to come uh, after a very long story back to your question. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, focused on touring. Uh, I got the opportunity to make a record with NC, uh, the, the label that I'm on. And I was like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm putting out two records this year, one under the workday release. And I have another project called Closer. And so I have two full length albums coming out this year because I'm a writer, like first and foremost, I'm a songwriter. I write, I write a lot and very quickly. Uh, so I have something like 60 songs on Spotify right now, 65 or whatever. Um, but then I have 
two full-length albums coming out this year so it's ideal for me uh to be during this time of like downtime and now coming out of this season to really just be focusing on i want to give people a ton of music and i want to do it really well so yeah i'm excited well shit i think that's a, <laughs> a great damn answer um but on that note we're gonna take a quick break um and we're gonna talk more about these two albums that you're gonna release because i have some things i want to talk to you about but we'll be right back cool tonight's episode is brought to you by better help better help is an app that allows you to 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year connect with your therapist to make sure that you're getting the best help possible better help is different in the fact that you don't have to go to your Cigna or Blue Cross Blue Shield website, look through thousands and thousands of therapists in your area that may or may not be accepting new patients and then have to wait weeks upon weeks to get into that waiting room and then wait an hour or two to get to see that person in that waiting room only to find out that you don't connect on that personal level and they're not what you need. BetterHelp avoids all that. They connect you with a therapist and then you can choose right away whether or not you like them and decide whether or not you want to get a different one. BetterHelp is different because of that. And when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod, you get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is the best therapy app out there today. There's nothing better. And I'm so grateful to be have connected with them because I use them. And says someone who speaks from a mental health perspective who has bipolar and helps me every day. And I hope that they can help you as well. As a matter of fact, I know they can. So again, do yourself a favor. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod for 10% off your first month. Better help. You can't go wrong. Hey guys, have you ever wondered how you can help support the channel and look cool at the same time? Do yourself a favor, go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop and get yourself some of the coolest apparel out there. Whether you just want one of our basic logos in a t-shirt or hoodie form, or whether or not you want to get one of our great graphic tees that are just funny as hell. And also just released is our brand new line of mental health shirts, which help raise awareness and 25% also go to charity. So please do yourself a favor. Again, go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop for the best apparel out there. Thank you very, very much. All right, we're back. Thank you very much for patience while I you know, <laughs> plugged some things. But um, so, all right, so let's go back to what you were saying before. So you've got two full-length albums coming out this year. Yeah. In today's day and age, like we were talking about earlier, um, everything's digital, obviously. You know, I mean, yes, you know, vinyl's making a comeback, thank God. But CDs have pretty much gone the way of the dodo. Yeah. You know, um, some bands are trying to bring back, you know, cassette tapes, which uh -huh. I think is pretty <laughs> funny, too. But other than that, I mean, it's strictly digital. Mm. And we all know, thanks to TikTok and, you know, you know, everything else that's going on in the world, our attention spans aren't what they used to be. Yeah, no joke. You know, <laughs> so, and especially when it comes to music, because you can customize your playlist 
on everywhere you listen and get 50 new songs, you know, without even having to download them, you just stream them, you know, because everyone has unlimited internet these days. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it doesn't really matter. And now, so people are just listening in pieces. Why still stick to that album format when that is, mm-hmm. you know, with that, with the way people think these days, why is that still a priority for you? I have thought a lot about this uh, recently, so I'm glad you asked this question. Um, so when I told you about those, the music I've been releasing before this, I was releasing those in, in single format. So I only made them records after I got to 10 songs and then I would group them up and give them a name and put them up. Uh, and so what I found was that, okay, well, first of all, this is the part that matters most. I, as a consumer, as a music fan, like albums. I'm a fan of albums. Like, that's what I'm after. Like, I want, I want that one record that has a really cool vibe from start to finish. And there's definable songs where I can hear a songwriter sitting at an instrument. And I want to play it from start to finish without skipping once. And it's very rare that I have that experience. You know, it's like, that's, that's what I want. And so that's, that's part of it. Then the next thing is I and many other artist friends that I have found that in the single release format structure, people came to expect music so often that they would start to overlook your next song. So I was basically putting out a a song a month, right? And I had a lot of friends that were doing this too, a song a month, a song a month. And you think that um, it it might work for some people, whatever. I'm not not sure. Like we were talking about, like everybody has a different lane and everybody succeeds in different ways. But what I found was that the interest level was really high in the first song and the second song. But then after that, it started going down, 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 down. And I think I would get, you know, I would get messages from people being like, oh, I love your new song. And they would say the title. And I was like, that was like six songs ago. You know, but I was like, but have you heard the other one that I just released? They're like, oh, no, I didn't even know you released something. Um, And there's something probably to be said for, you know, what are you doing as far as release strategy and what other content do you have pushing to it so that people so that you're gathering enough eyeballs and ears to really pay attention to it. Um, But yeah, I found so that was another thing is I was just like, I think there's something to be said for when I release a single there's so much pressure on that song to be all things for all people because you're, you're like, I got to write a really good song. Cause it's gotta be a single. Like I got to put out a song and a half and people have to hear it. And they're like, I want to listen to that a million times because the hook of the song has me or whatever that might be. But you've probably had this experience too, where when you listen to a record right off the bat, you have maybe two tracks that you're like, Oh, those songs are the songs on the record. And then you keep listening. And then you're like, why did I never pay attention to track six, which has this one lyric in it that for whatever reason is hitting me so deeply now. And then you can't stop listening to that song. And then you're like, oh, track three is actually the best. So there's like that kind of experience that I've always really enjoyed as a listener. And I started realizing that maybe if that's how I like to listen to music, it could be true that my best uh, you know, offering for my fans would be a full length album. Because odds are, if that's how I like to consume music, it's probably how I best create music too. And so I, I really had been wanting to release a full length album for a really long time, but didn't really have the means to do it. And so NC actually signed me for this, this other project that I'm going to be doing called closer. And uh, they were really excited about those, those songs, which are more like upbeat pop atmospheric, a lot more energy kind of weird things happening. Um, But I told the owner of the label, the head of the label, Pat, I was like, you know, I also have 11 songs written and ready to go for workday which he, he knew about Workday for a long time. We did two records together. 
and he was and I gave him a budget I was like I could do this record for so cheap like I'll I'll produce it myself so you know you don't have to pay a producer and I'll just do studio costs only I'll hire an engineer one of my friends have him mix it too so I kept the cost really low and he was like go do it you know so it's like I couldn't believe that I had that opportunity it really came out of nowhere um and I was so excited because that's what I'd been wanting to do even though people talk they're like, oh, well, you know, an album is, it's, it's not great attention span time, but I honestly think it, it is because at one time I'm delivering 11 tracks to an audience and probably everyone in that audience is going to have a different song that means the most to them. And, and they're going to spend more time in the record because odds are they're going to listen to the whole thing, you know, you hope. Um, and I think it, it just helps the conversa conversation continue rather than I put out a single and 100 people think it's the best thing they've ever heard and 800 people are like, eh, and skip and they move on to the next thing, right? Odds are maybe those 800 people would like track number two more than track number one, which was going to be the single. So yeah. that's, yeah, that's my, I'm, I'm really excited to, to deliver an album because that is how I like to consume music first and foremost. So it's like, I finally get to deliver this thing that I think is so um detailed you know it's like i've never i've never made a record like this honestly uh so i'm really excited for people to hear it and spend time in it because i think it is like an experience you know yeah. yeah and i think what you're saying rings true for a lot of indie artists yeah but then once you get to the mainstream you know totally it's a different thing it's a completely different thing yeah. because they're creating a whole album specifically for the singles right yes and, and you can tell you can you tell, can tell. Like, yes yes but you know so i think for a long time people have gotten out of that habit of listening to five six and seven when they're only there to listen to two and eight yes. because those are the singles because right. three four five and six are all phoned in mm -hmm. you know it's just whatever they had from a week ago that <laughs> kind of sounded good let's go yeah. ahead and put that's maybe a good riff here i don't know yeah um yeah. but when you take the time and actually effort to put a, a whole album together and put as much effort into every single track as you put into the single mm. that's something special yeah. um and that's why i've kind of gotten out of that habit of listening to albums cover to cover mm. unless unless it's a concept record yeah totally if it's a yeah. concept record and it's a concept I want to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. I will listen through the songs that aren't that great, right? Because you're you're experiencing the story. You don't want to miss out. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um. One of my favorite bands. Um. Is a band by the name of Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. And with the exception of one or two of their albums, everything they do is concept. Right. You know because they also do, um, storyboards and comic books surrounding the albums and. It's, it's all inclusive. It's so amazing. Yeah. So every time they put out an album, you know, if I want to listen to one song, I don't say to myself, oh, yeah, I'm going to go listen to that one song. Mm -hmm. No, I listen to the whole fucking album just to listen yeah. to that one song. Because it, it hits differently when you hear right. the transition and you know it's coming and then yes. it's boom. And it's but, context. Like, that's the, you know, it's exactly. context. Yeah. But then at the same front, when you have an art, like, you know, an album like you're putting out, that you know for a fact, regardless of whether it's concept or not, yeah, that still flows and it still has that same effort. You can right. tell, just like yeah. you said before, with that whole you, they're making an album just to make singles, right? You can tell that, but at the same time, on the opposite front, 
you know they're making an album to make an album and yes. that, and i miss that because that that it doesn't happen anymore yeah and i know for a fact like the the head of nc pat like that that's his passion he, he loves records like that's just who he is you know and managing bands like green day and goo goo dolls and all american rejects and weezer back in the day or whatever like you, you can you know that's his passion like he he's putting together records like not singles and that kind of thing and and yeah i mean you can tell oh man it frustrates i mean i like a good pop song it's not to say i respect it you know when i hear a song i'm like you can't deny like even if it's written by 10 people he's <laughs> like you can't deny that that's like a good uh it's cleverly written or whatever but yeah it, then you get to the album and it, it feels like it feels very one note right because you're it's like this just constant like hype 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 <laughs> like that, like that's the thing and when it comes to making a record you have to have you know the songwriting uh should be strong like there's there's ways to have other songs be strong but they can still fit a you know, a journey that, that you're taking people on. And like this record is not a, co a concept record lyrically. Um, I've, I've written one of those and it was very satisfying. But, uh, but, you know, I definitely was thinking about, okay, I want a song, I, I want a song like this. And, 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 I, and I'm aware when I'm making the record, like, no, I still need one more track because right around track seven or eight, like I want the audience to feel this way. And it doesn't necessarily relate to lyrics all the time, right? It could just be like a feeling. Um, I want I want to take them down or or up, or I want them to feel this way. And it's a very very specific thing. And right, it's not as flashy as singles because you know every label in the world wants a TikTok single that's going to smash records and bring in all the money. But you're creating that experience and you're hoping that, okay, well, the people that are going to value this and enjoy it are going to be the people that I want listening to my music. You know, it's not the people that are like, you know, uh, where's the hook? Like, where's the, you know, like, I don't know how to dance to this, like that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I've never, I've never spent this much time from finishing a record to releasing it and just thinking about, I mean, that's the great thing about being with a label like NC is, is them thinking through how do we make sure that people hear this or consume it um, and that was my number one concern with with uh, this record I was like how do I make sure that not even like a new audience I'm not thinking about how do I make sure a million people hears this right that's the label's job my my concern is how do I make sure every anybody who's ever been a fan of Workday gets to hear this record because I've been wanting to give fans of Workday something like this for so long um, so I'm really excited I finished the record back in November I think so. I mean, that's not a long time for for other people, but definitely spending the time thinking about how do I make sure that I'm creating content that's going to support the record and gets as many uh, ears on it as possible has been has been fun. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, um, that's what I love hearing. You know, from artists, man. You know, somebody that you know is that passionate about every song from A to Z. You know, yeah. it, it, it's not about the one song or this two yeah. songs. It's it's your whole life. It's your whole, every blood, sweat, and tear that you have in your body yeah. putting into an entire 11, 12, 13 songs. Um, yeah. You know, and when that happens, it's magical. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, with the exception of concept albums, I mean, I cannot remember the last <laughs> time I listened to an album or even what album it was. Hmm cover to cover that wasn't a concept album mm, that's interesting yeah so you know 
April 16th when this drops, right? April yeah. 16th, yeah. Like the light of stars, yeah. That will be playing, you know, cover to cover on my on my. Thank phone. you, I appreciate it, dude. You are, <laughs> dude, you're badass. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and um, I definitely want to have you back when this album drops. I'd love to come back because um, I would love to profile the album. Great, yes. because, you know, pick two or three of your favorite songs and talk about them and you know play them on the show and really kind of uh you know i got a lot of those coming up too so guys prepare for those because i (laughs) i think i have like six or seven of those that i'm doing so um those are those are my favorite i love the setup you know the the let's talk about the single let's do this but talking about the album that's that's where the fun is because then you really kind of get a sense of everything we're talking about now we're hyping it up really well um but yeah being able to profile it and actually play it and, you know, talk about how, how much it hits and, you know, where it hits on different levels and stuff like that is that's, that's, yeah. uh, and as a, as a metal guy, you know, I'm interested to hear <laughs> your, your experience of this, of this record. So, I actually wrote, I like, I really appreciate that you're going to listen to it from start to finish because I wrote a letter to my audience, like a long letter because that's not something you do right on social media it's not it's not quick and flashy it doesn't get the point across quickly but i knew that the people who cared about workday the most would pay attention if i wrote uh, you know i'm going to write a letter to you about this record and i end the letter with saying you know i would love for your first experience of this record regardless of how many singles come out would be to go somewhere quietly by yourself or with somebody that you're close to you know, and preferably not just on a phone, <laughs> you know, like listen to the record from start to finish because that I'm, I'm creating the record with that experience in mind. So it's like, if you want to experience it to the fullest of like the artist's hope, you know, it's like, that's the way to do it. Um, and you, you know, you're missing out, honestly, it, it, that's my honest ex- uh, opinion is like, you're missing out on the record if you click through and listen to it on an iPhone, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, listening to it on your phone is fine and dandy, yeah. but I mean, there's nothing like you know hooking up your stereo system and actually, if anyone still even has a stereo system, you yeah, know, a car, or, 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 you know, car, something, car, or, yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a Bluetooth speaker. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, connected to my TV, I have a new Amazon device called the Amazon Echo Studio. Okay. Um, which is like a three-dimensional speaker and dynamic sound. It's a fucking amazing sound. So that's how I listen to all my music if I'm not listening to it in my car. Um, yeah, so awesome. I'll be definitely be listening to it on, on April 16th, and um, we'll be going from there, man, because, you know, you've got – you are one of the few that is just like, you know, I, I can say, you know, is a special talent, you know what I'm saying? Thank and, you, you know, um, there's a ton of talented people. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, sometimes it takes four people to find that special talent. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. a, you know, a good band is good because they're a band and they play off of each other yeah, and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. So, but finding a solo artist that can do it all and the right way, um, that doesn't require 10 different writers and 10 different producers and five different mixers and this and that. You know, when you when you find that, like, you know, it's 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 very, very difficult to find, Mm. you know, and, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, I, I, you know, found out about you and, you know, I'm working with the PR people that I'm working with in order to be able to find out about people like you, Um, because when I, you know, when I saw that 
email come through the other day and I was like, I got to have him on. And I watched the video today. I was just like, I was taken back, man. It was just, wow. it, like I said, it hit me on a different level um, than I was expecting. Cause I, I didn't know what to expect. I got the press release. I set up the interview and yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Another indie artist. I could get to, you know, profile. Right. And then I got the email today. I'm like, cool. The music video just came out today. I knew it was coming out today. And <laughs> I listened to it. And I was like, fuck. And then I had to go back and I had to listen to other songs. I was like, damn, this just, you know, it, it's, it is, most metal heads would call it their guilty pleasure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, cause every, every metal head has their, guilty pleasure i don't want to say that's what you are because you're not yeah, by yeah. any means but yeah. you're like if i was you know jamming out to some machine head and then all of a sudden you came on right after machine head and then mm -hmm. it rolled into some slipknot <laughs> that would work out really well for me that is the best review I'm, I'm really feeling like we got to make some merch that's like metal you know it's got like the metal aesthetic to it but if people are like, oh, I got to go check out that band they're like what the hell is this <laughs> i'm telling you if you it, you know, every few metal songs, you, you slide in one of, you know, your songs. It, it's a great way to just mellow out and, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking around, but I'm being serious at the same time. Because, you know, it again, it, it hits differently. You know, you know, a good pop song or alternative rock or, you know, contemporary rock, whatever you want to call it, you yeah. know, a good song is so hard to find. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I stick with the metal scene yeah. because there, you know, there are just four or five people putting that album together. Right. You yeah. know, and then a producer and a mixer. So maybe yeah. seven people tops, right. you know, and there's not all these people, you know, putting their hands in the pots like right. they are in the, in the R&B and the rap and the pop world. Mm -hmm. You know, no offense to any of those guys. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's a different thing. It's yeah. a completely different thing. And I get it that why it's so overproduced. I get it. Mm -hmm. But when you come to this side of the of the of the rock world and the you know even some parts of the you know the indie pop world or adult contemporary or whatever, you get a few of these artists that you can really latch onto because you can hear that it was their soul put into every yeah. song, and I can right. definitely feel that with you, man. Thank you, I really appreciate that, dude. It's it's absolutely my pleasure. Um, <laughs> guys, the link to the video is below. I hate saying that. Um, <laughs> And the new album drops on April 16th. Um, check out the Workday release. Um, and we will have him back to profile this album. Um, might be the day of the release. Who knows? Or it might be a week later. Who knows? But um, definitely take a look for that in about a month from now. Um, a little over a month from now. Yep. But um, guys, um, he is not to be missed at all. <laughs> um, if you've never heard of the Workday release or you know David at all, click the stuff below trust me cool. you're not gonna you're not gonna want to miss it thank you for the plug i appreciate it dude that's that's why you're here <laughs> that's why i'm here <laughs> we're gonna plug your stuff please you know? listen to me <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna plug it sporadically but again we're here to find out who you are as an individual and i think we did a good job of that tonight yeah i had a blast thanks for having me I really dude I, I had a wonderful fucking time so thank you so much man i cannot wait to have you back i cannot wait to listen to this album um and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fire and i cannot wait for it man Cool, man. <laughs> but um, as far as everybody else goes, thank you so much for being here this week. We really, truly love you, and we truly appreciate you. Come back again next week for more of the show and for more of the fun. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay heavy. We'll see you guys later.
Peace.